Um, Jordy, I have the privilege of serving, um, of serving as a middle school pastor in great state of Ohio. Go Cavs. And I'm honestly just honored to be here. I'm excited and I'm just privileged to serve the God we sing about, the great I am. They put this headset on me d- before worship, and I was stressed out the whole time my voice would come through those speakers. So <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anything can be worse than being nervous about that. So that would not have been a treat for you guys, but... I hope that God's word is, if I am strong enough, there we go, all right. So I used to work construction, and then I became a pastor, and you get what we call pastor's arms in the States. It's when the heaviest thing you hold all week is a Bible. You start to struggle with everyday tasks, like tilting a pulpit. So now that we've gotten through that, today's message, you guys can go ahead and put my first slide on the screen, is, t- is called Truth, Freedom, and Not a burden. And I'm describing something, something that maybe for some of you, you would be shocked that I'm describing with the terms that I am. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. I've kind of this entire year been struck with a concept that I really believe if we could just fully grasp and we could fully wrap our heads around, it's super basic. But if we could fully understand it to its true meaning, I believe it would absolutely be life-changing and benefit us in unimaginable ways, and it would really, really think, it would really change the way we think about following Christ. And it's simple. It's actually found in the very first verse in the entire Bible, Genesis 1-1. And it's just the simple idea that God is your creator, that he's my creator, that he created the heavens and the earth. I believe that that's a profound statement. And some of you, already I've upset you. You're like, yo, dude, like, I know God created the world. Like, I knew that before I was even saved. Why are, why are you telling us? But I want to plead with you a little bit to at least give me a chance and just really dig down and think, do I really, really fathom everything that that means? And so I want you guys to be honest with yourselves for a moment. You don't have to raise your hands. But do you ever not really feel into the whole following God's commands, like God's rules, like doing what God wants? Or maybe you go to church and you hear the pastor say something that's in the Bible and you're like, wait a second, like that just doesn't, that just doesn't work here. Like maybe like 3,000 years ago when they started the Bible, that would have been great. But like right now, that does not work here. That does not work in my life. And maybe you've actually thought about that and you've been like, maybe that's not relevant or I just can't afford to do that. Maybe you kind of just hide some of God's commands in the back of your mind and try to just suppress them. You're like, that would not work for me. Well, this concept might help you with that. Or maybe sometimes you're faced with the decision to cheat on a test or to lie or to tell the truth. And you, and you honestly wonder, like, I think it would benefit me right now in this moment. My life would be better. I would be happier if I lied. And I know that God says I should tell the truth, but I really don't know if that's the best thing for me or for anyone in this situation. I, my friend might get hurt. I just don't know. That's something that might be changed by this concept of God being our creator. For some of you guys, maybe you're thinking like, dude, this is seriously like so Christianity 101, but I want to push back and just point out that there's a little bit of a difference between 
knowing something and understanding it, like head knowledge and truly like believing something here. There's a huge difference. And I'm going to use the most basic and dramatic example to use my case, and that's this. Who in the Bible, what people group, I'll even narrow it down to the New Testament, probably knew the most about God's word. Like they probably memorized the most scripture. Like you want to reference the Bible, they know it. What people is that? It's the Pharisees, right? Like they knew everything about God's word. They had it memorized. In fact, they would, they would test Jesus to see if he even knew it. And they were very, very proud of that. Who, when Jesus, moments before not moments, but when Jesus was before Pontius Pilate, who got the crowd chanting, crucify him? Who's the people group that started that chant? It's the Pharisees. It's the same people who knew more about Jesus coming, though they knew they memorized the words that said he was coming, everything about him. But when Jesus actually came, they didn't even recognize him. They actually didn't understand what any of it meant. In fact, they chant they started a chant to have Jesus crucified. And so I want to make sure that you guys realize and just challenge yourselves that knowing something in scripture and understanding it is a completely different topic. It's a completely different idea, and I think it's really important that sometimes we look at very simple verses, things that we've known our whole lives about God, and think, like, have I really dwelled on, have I really considered what that means? And so God as your creator, God as the creator, is central to your faith. And here's why, because I think a lot of times we struggle with this. So if you go to my next slide... I think we kind of have this notion, just the top part. Like, I want to go to heaven, but if I'm honest, I don't really care for most of what the Bible says about how I should live my life now. Like, you know, the heaven part sounds awesome, but I don't want to just do all these random rules and live a more strict life and miss out on some things that the world is doing. Like, I just don't know about that. Or maybe you'd say, I'm not confident that the truth is always beneficial. Or I'm not always confident what God says about purity is actually beneficial for me. Or maybe maybe you think, like, I don't want to be like one of those like super Christian-y religious people. Like, those people don't seem relatable, so I don't know if I should really be close to God or do everything he says, but I don't want to go to hell, so I'm going to kind of hang out somewhere in the middle because obviously that's really bad, but I don't want to be like all the way up here. That's, that's weird. But then there's the other extreme. So we believe that David said this. This is in Psalm 119, 102, and 103. He said, I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. He's talking to the Lord. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. How, how sweet are your rules, are your laws and your word, God, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The first time I read this, I'm going to be honest, I was like, David is like the biggest teacher's pet ever. Like, are you serious? Like, this dude is like, oh, God, I love rules. Like, it's, it, honey was like the sweetener of ancient days in Israel. Like, this is basically saying, like, God, I like your rules more than dessert. Like, you bring on, like, goombe juice or chocolate cake. Like, no, I want, I want more rules. I want more of your word. And I look at that, and I think, who... Who says that kind of thing? But David knew something about God, and he found joy in God's word and living 
in the way that God intended, not, not, what God, not just what God was going to give him eternally in heaven, but this was said by David on earth. Like this was right now in his faith. He was able to feel this way. What did David know? I think if you sometimes dislike God or Christianity or you feel like it's a burden on your life holding you back, I really want you to hear me on this. This is an example, someone I really look up to as a preacher in the US. I got this idea from him. He really, he really explains God as the creator and uses the example of someone who invents a car. So someone who designs or invents a car, they create this vehicle and it ends up on the market. And this car comes with an owner's manual. And the owner's manual is all these pages, and it tells you things like how much air to put in the tires, tells you what kind of gas that your car runs on, it tells you that it needs oil, tells you all these things about it. And this is what never happens. No one gets mad when they read the owner's manual, and like, oh my gosh, like, this guy is so annoying. Like, he says I have to buy gas for my car, that's expensive. You know what, water is cheaper and it's good for the environment. I'm gonna run my car on water. And that guy probably doesn't know what he's talking about, and I'm just gonna save the reef using water. No one does that. No one does that. No one says, you know what, I'm not gonna put air in my tires because I think it would look cooler to ride low. And so I'm just going to take the air out of my tires and be riding low through town. It's going to be awesome. No one does that because it's not because they trust that the, the guy who invented the car probably knows what he's talking about when he says that it needs gas. And I bet that none of you have been halfway, you know, if your family is halfway somewhere and gas is getting low, it's been like, you know what, I'm just going to dump some water in here and try to get the rest of the way and see what happens. I don't know. I don't really know if the guy who made this car knows what he's talking about. No one says that. Because if he created it, if he designed every detail of that vehicle, and he says, this is how it is best used, no one's frustrated about that. No one denies that. Because we believe that the owner's manual tells us how to get the best use out of our car. It tells us how to best enjoy a vehicle. And if you believe that God is your creator, then, then you should also believe that his word tells you how to best live your life. And so if you go to my next slide, God's word is not a burden, but it's a divine manual. It's wisdom from your creator. Life isn't simple. Something simple would be like an iPhone. I bet none of you have read a book on how to use an iPhone, or if you know someone with an iPhone, you just kind of pick it up, even if it's not yours. I don't even have an iPhone, but if I pick one up, I can just use it. I can just use it. It's not, it's not that hard. But if someone gave me like a helicopter and they were like, dude, you got to get home in this thing. If there's a book in there that tells me what to do, I am absolutely going to read every page of that thing because a helicopter is dangerous and I better get it right because if I don't, there's going to be consequences. Well, life is complicated and it's really important because it's your life and you want to get it right. You want to get friendships right. You want to get relationships right. You want to get, you want to get, relationships you want to get having a family you want to raise a family in the right way you don't want to throw your life away and I can guarantee you no one that's thrown their life away no one that is responsible for ruining their own life did it on account of being righteous to God I guarantee you that there's always a sin tag on ruining their own life no one that no one that absolutely decimates their life no one that's 
get, get stuck in addiction or a teen pregnancy or just constant drama or is lazy and can't hold a job. No one in those situations, God's word did not lead them there. Walking out of step with God led them there. And so what I really want, what I really want to do today when I talk about God being the creator, I hope you guys hear me on this, is that maybe you view God's word as a burden at times. Maybe you, maybe you hear, you know, someone talk about everything the Bible wants you to do, or you think about being kind or being honest or tithing. You think, ain't nobody got dimes for that. Like, I can't just put money into, I thought about that as walking up the stairs. I was pretty proud of it, but. You, you think, you know, you think like, I don't, I don't know about all of this. Like, I don't know about everything God says, if that's relevant to me. I really want to switch that concept in your mind from being a burden, like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can trust God. I don't know if that's best, to saying, wait a second, if God created everything, if he's over everything, he probably knows what he's talking about. And the Bible is probably very useful to our lives. And so some of you, I could say this about my time growing up as a child and even as a teenager and beyond, that maybe some of you have had a bad taste in your mouth when it comes to perfect obedience to God. Maybe you've looked at certain things, you're like, I don't want to sacrifice that. Like that, this area of my life, like I want to do my way. Like I'm going to watch what I want. I'm going to date who I want. I'm going to do what I want with my money. Like I'm going to do my life my way and I can't sacrifice all of that. Or maybe someone has put a bad taste in your mouth when it comes to perfect obedience to God. Maybe someone who's really, really into God's rules, but not for good reasons, just for appearances or being, being better than other people or being really re- legalistic or holier than thou, you know, just wanting to be known for how religious and good they are. Maybe someone who's just about appearance has, has, maybe called you out on rules or made, put it as this burden over you and that's put a bad taste in your mouth. That's a shame. That's absolutely a shame. I want you to hear me on that, but it's not an excuse. And never let the foolishness of legalistic people keep you from acting on the wisdom of God. Satan would love that. Satan would love if he could use someone with a Pharisee personality to really, really just make you sick of God's word. But you would miss out on the blessing of a divine manual as the blessing of having God's inerrant, just 100% true word from the literal creator telling you how to love someone, telling you how to do marriage, giving you wisdom on how to raise a family, how to have finances, giving you the path to eternal life, all of that, to miss out on that. Don't let the foolishness of someone with a Pharisee attitude, someone who's legalistic, ruin that for you. Even though that gets twisted in our minds, at the end of the day, the word of God is a blessing. And I think David knew that so well. And so following Jesus, I believe, as closely as we can, walking as in step with God as we possibly can, leads us to genuine fulfillment. John 10.10 says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now the thief, the thief is Satan. I know we're not looking at the whole verse, just a little part. So the thief is Satan, and this is spoken by Jesus. So the my is Jesus. And he says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And honestly, how does Satan 
How does Satan do that? Because the Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God. How does Satan steal, kill, and destroy? He deceives us. He deceives us. He convinces us that maybe God doesn't actually want the best for us, right? What did he say to, what did he say to Adam and Eve? Did God really tell you that? He doesn't want you to be like him. He, he, he convinced Adam and Eve that God was holding out something good on them. And we do the same thing when we sin. We don't trust that God's word is a blessing. We believe he, maybe he's holding out on us. Maybe the world would satisfy us more. It's absolutely not true. But the thief's purpose, Satan, his tactic to fulfill his purpose is to deceive us, to believe that God's word is not a blessing but a burden on our lives. And then Jesus says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And this is not rich like hashtag got money. It's not like that. It's rich as in it's meaningful. It's fulfilling. It's deep. There's a joy of the Lord that's there that's way better than anything that's earthly. And personally, that's why I hate the prosperity gospel, because it says that God blesses you only through earthly things. God's better than that. That's like such a limited view of what God can do. But Jesus satisfies us, and his purpose is to give us rich and satisfying life. It's a blessing in following Christ. And our last verse, something I just want to leave you with as I wrap up, friends, is this. Psalm 107.9. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. I believe that all of us long for the things of God. And I believe that, I believe that Satan entices us that that longing we have is for earthly things. But I believe that I believe that longing we have is only filled by walking in step with God. And I hope for all of you that there's no like mark for, I don't want to be any closer to God than this because that's too costly. Or I don't want to do everything the Bible says. Like I still want the heaven part, but I don't want to do everything the Bible says because that's too much of a sacrifice. I hope that you can look at God's word and think, wow, if he created me, if he really, really is over everything, and I believe that, then I have to say that that also implies a lot of things. All of the Bible starts with the idea that God created us. It's built on that foundation. And we forget that, or we, we forget the depth of what that really means when we start to wonder things. Like, maybe God doesn't know, or maybe that's not the best way for me. It's absolutely not true, friends. And so there's so much joy in walking in step with God right now here on earth, and so much freedom found in the Word of God. Because when we don't walk in the Word of God, we're flat out just doing things wrong. Like we're just doing life wrong and we're just collecting consequences. But when we walk in step with God, there's, there's freedom found in that. That's when we actually live the freest and most fulfilling life. So if you guys will bow your heads and pray with me. God, I thank you. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you left us with your word. God, I, I know it sounds weird, but I just thank you that you're confident, that you're over all things, and that we can trust you, Lord, that we can trust without a doubt that, that it's more of a blessing to be obedient to you. In, in heaven for eternity, we'll be rewarded for that, but also here on earth, Lord, that 
we are better off, that we live more fulfilling lives, that there's a deeper joy found in you. And I pray for all of us that we could just walk and step with you. And I pray against just like a Pharisee spirit on anyone, Lord, that uses, that uses your word as a burden on people's shoulders, that, that, that puts a bad taste in their mouth, Lord. I pray that we see everything that's of you as a blessing in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.